how she like to move around when she preached. I told her, I said, today you have to keep still. We know that's going to be a major challenge. Amen. Amen. Let's receive her by saying amen. Amen. Yeah. Am I on? I'm on. Uh, amen. You guys can be seated. Amen. First thing that I want to do is honor um, my mom. Amen. Um, you know, after he said, I didn't get no flowers because they die in the car, and I'm like, oh, I got my mom. <laughs> But, um, yeah, because mom took care of me. Yeah. I wanted to give her flowers because I believe in flowers while I'm living, you know. And um, I know my husband knows that, you know, when he said it, I, they do die, but they are awfully beautiful. And they remind me, me, I don't know about you, but they remind me of the beauty of God and, and that, uh, you know. That people come to your funeral and they want to give you all these flowers, you know. But I just, the flowers represent what my mom has given me all my life. She's just given me love. And mom, I just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to you. So grateful that God has allowed me to have my mother all these years. Amen. Um, I, I, I always say to myself that, you know, a, a mother is a good mother, but a godly mother is a great mother. Amen. And as I was listening to her yesterday at the uh, tea, and I want to appreciate every single brother, uh, Sam and brother Moses. I want to call him Moses, but Moss. Um, just the serving of the women. It just was such a blessing. It really, the heart to serve the women. Just blessed us, and uh, but as I looked at my mom, she was she was um, giving words of exhortation to the ladies, and I felt the same way as I looked up and saw my dad when he was singing last was the last Sunday that he was singing, and I looked up and I just thought, this has been my life. This has been my life, um, as far as I can remember. This has been my life to have two godly parents speaking from the Word of God exhorting me to be all I can be in God. And what a heritage that is. What a strength that is for me. What in my times of fear, in my times of this, and all, everything goes back to you gave me Jesus. And so in those moments, it's when Jesus rises up and lets me know everything's going to be all right. I can't imagine children that don't know Jesus. I can't imagine children that don't have a heritage of knowing that he's a way maker and that he's always there for us. And so, Mom, I just, I thank God for that. And uh, I thank God that you put it in me and that's in my heart to put it in my kids. And I love you very much. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Okay, you guys, don't look at my sweat today. You're already doing it, okay? I'm all right. I'm all right in Jesus' name. I'm better than the report was when I first went in. So the report is way, way better. And so I am way grateful this morning. Amen. And I'm going to show forth his glory in what he has done for me. That's my mom. Mom, that's for my, you, me and all your grandkids and children. Okay? We love you so much. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. Okay. So this morning... Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, we're just going to be seated, and y'all going to pray. I want to exhort our young people this morning. I really want to exhort you. The Bible says to honor your mother and your father. Honor. And we live in an honorless time. We live in a time where everyone is basing on how you act, what you did, what you didn't do. They base that on whether they're going to honor you. That's not so the word. The word of God is to honor, just plain, straight up honor. To honor, honor has to be something that's within us. It has to be our character because if it's not our character on bad days, you will know. On bad days, we will not honor. On bad days, we will, we will ignore. We will put, because real honor honors. It doesn't matter what the day is. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter what you didn't do. Honor is honor. And 
I say right now, if your mom's in the house, can you just thank your mom for being in the house of the Lord this morning? For being, for bringing you to the house of the Lord this morning? Because one day you're going to understand how much a gift that is. It's better than all the clothes that she bought you. It's better than the house that you live in and the car that you drive. Her giving you Jesus is better than any of those things. Because there's going to be a day where the house can't help you. The man can't help you. The jewelry can't help you. The cars can't help you. There's going to be a day that nothing else can help you but Jesus Christ. And so to honor her just for being in the house of the Lord, just for bringing you to the house of the Lord, that's the greatest gift of all. So this morning I just want to go through and God has given me how much he loves us. And although it's Mother's Day, I think that, you know, it's for everyone. The Word of God is always for everyone. And so this morning, the theme that he's given me is called treasures, highly valued, highly valued. That's what we are to God, highly valued. I said that's what we are to God. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you did. I don't care what man thinks about you. I don't care what value man puts on you. We are highly valued and highly loved by God. We are treasures. In Isaiah, this is where I'm going to start from. And, Lord, I just ask right now that you would open our hearts to receive God and embrace your love this morning, to embrace what you are telling us, God, no matter where we are in our thought life this morning, God, that you would break through the thought life and help us to know, God, that you love us. You absolutely love us. And we are treasured by you. In Isaiah 49, 14 through 16, my theme verse, it says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will never forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. Your walls are ever before me. This morning, God wants to bring a gift of assurance to all of us. And I want to say, first of all, because it's Mother's Day, that I hope it hits a mother's heart. So many times as, as mothers, um, there are so many ups and downs. There are so many dreams and goals. And there are so many things you 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 want to be as first of all as a mother you want to be a good mother you you want to you uh most of us want to be this perfect mother um and 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 in that we we had to find out that we were very imperfect and so the enemy sometimes will come against us in our times of imperfection and and make us feel of no count or make us feel like we're not doing a great job um there's so many things that the enemy tries to come up against our head. But God wants you to know with blessed assurance that you are highly valued and you are highly treasured. And see, this sometimes we're looking to be valued and treasured by men or by our children. But God wants you to know, first of all, you're highly valued and treasured by him. If we could get the value that we are to God in our hearts, it would change the way we respond and the way that we walk out. Because sometimes we discount ourselves when things are not right. We, we begin to think lower of ourselves. But if I would always know that God loves me, he said, I love you with an everlasting love. There is nothing that you would ever, ever do that would separate my love for you. If we would really get that into our spirit, it would change the way we respond in, in, in situations. You know, I was thinking I had a little funny situation, not too funny, but a little funny, not funny to my kids yesterday. But um, I had went to the T, and I wasn't used to that boot. Like I'm higher on one leg, you know, so I wasn't used to the boot, and I was trying to take a picture of my son because there was this, this older lady um, that was there. She wanted to waltz with Sam, and I thought it was so beautiful. And so I'm looking at it, but I'm forgetting all about my foot. And so I'm I'm running in my mind. My mind is 
I'm, you know, nothing's wrong with me. So I'm going to run to get this picture. But when, you know, I go to run to get the picture, the boot and me wasn't working too good together. And I find myself trying to keep my balance, but couldn't keep my balance. I couldn't get the foot, the boot, all that together. And I, here I am. I'm laying in the middle of the floor at the key. And, you know, I thought to myself something that um, a lot of times people would be, like, mortified, you know. And I thought to myself, I'm so glad where God has bought me from that, you know, we had guests and everything there. But I could get up, put a smile on my face. I know God absolutely loves me. It doesn't matter what people are thinking, you know, because we worry so much about what people think about us, you know. And people are going to think about you one day, one way, and they can think about you another way. But God is stable, and he is constant in the fact that he absolutely loves us. He loves us on our great days, because we're always trying to have a great day and be a great person. But he also loves us when we fall down. And I'm so glad that I'm treasured in that. that and I'm so glad that his eye is on me at all times. How about you? How about you, Mom? So, Mom, I'm telling you, there's great days when your kids are going to think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Probably when you're probably, you know, when they're like two and <laughs> a little, little, little younger. And then when they get older, when they get teenagers, you don't know too much to them. They know a whole lot more. But then when they get adults and they start going through some things that you told them, because I understand this because it was with my mom. You don't understand. You don't understand. And now I'm saying she understood a whole lot. You see? So don't define yourself by others, okay? Define yourself by God. Amen? Don't define yourself by yourself because you can be the worst critic on your life than anybody else, but God said that we are loved. So in this chapter, when we see in Isaiah, um, it is his his people that are that are saying to him, "The Lord has forsaken me." They have, they're in captivity. Their temple has been torn down. They they feel like, "Where is God? Where is God?" And so they're going, "The Lord has forsaken us. The Lord has forgotten me." Even though this is talking about the Israelites and the Jews at that time, it is very appropriate to be applied to us. How many of us have at one time or another thought God has forgotten us? How many of us have felt God has forsaken us? Where are you, God? How many of us have said, where are you, God? I only see one hand, and that's Miss Kim. Um, I know I said it in the in those times where it just seems like, what is going on? In those times when everything's not adding up. When, in those times when, when I want things to be perfect and I want to present God in a perfect way. And um, things don't come out that way. And I feel like, God, have you forgotten me? Have you, have you forsaken me? Israel was feeling the heat. And a lot of times when we feel that's when we really feel God has forsaken us, when we are feeling the heat. Israel was feeling the heat, asking this question. In our weak times, in our despondent times, in our painful times, in our times when we feel inadequate, we are tempted to say, where are you, God? Have you forgotten me? Have you forsaken me? And the enemy would have us to question God's presence, God's power, and God's love for us. But God wants to assure us this morning that he loves us. And I don't know how many times that we preach it, I preach it, you hear it, you say it. There are just those times where we question it again. But God hears what they're saying, and he poses a question back to them. In that question, he brings up something so beautiful that if we could see it in its creative form, we would understand his love. He says, can a mother forget her baby at her breast and have no compassion 
on the child she has born? See, God's ultimate ministry of a mother is to have love, compassion for her child. Her utmost concern is for her child because it's her own, it's a piece of herself, it's one with her. I don't know um, many mothers that didn't didn't uh, revel or marvel at that first kick in that in your stomach. I remember um, them saying I was pregnant and and I was just waiting to see where where you know what I'm saying I want to feel this baby. You know how when you first you just wait you're just like I'm not feeling anything I'm not feeling anything but you felt that first flutter and you were one with that baby you were one with that child and you knew that that child was a part of you and and you and and you become so protective as a mother you become protective and 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 you want everything to be right and you want the baby to be okay well, God uses this analogy to show a devoted mother, a godly how a godly mother is. He wanted us to see. He says, "Can a mother forget her baby at her breast?" A breastfeeding mother, there's something because when you're breastfeeding, you you cannot forget your uh, baby because what happens is is when the baby cries, there's a letdown. You see what I said? There's a letdown in your breast that you could be anywhere. You could be shopping at a store. You could be anywhere, and your baby could be home with daddy. But when that baby goes to cry, there's a letdown in your breast that knows the baby is crying. And, ooh, I need to get home because my baby needs to be fed. That's how one that baby is with your body. That How many mothers can attest to that? You be in somewhere, you get all wet because you, you're your baby's crying in a whole other place, and you got to go and feed the baby. Men may not understand it, but I'm letting you know this is how close, this is how, this is how it is. God is why He's bringing that out. He said, "Can a mother forget her baby? Can she not? Can she not have compassion on that child that she has born?" I want to say that. Some of us might be thinking right now, you're talking, well, my mom forgot me. And in the naturalness and wholeness of God's created order, God is saying this would be impossible. In his created order, this would be impossible. But in the unnaturalness and brokenness of creation caused by sin, it is a possibility for a mother to forget her child. But he goes into saying, even though that's a possibility, he says, though she may forget. Now forget, I want you to understand, is not just to to lose mind of, but it's that forget. Maybe you haven't, it says, forget means to treat with inattention. Maybe as you didn't get attention from your mother, to disregard you, to overlook you, to give up hope on you, to have any expectation of you. Some mothers did not know how to do that. Some mothers did not know how to give that. But he says, even though she may forget, I will not. That encourages me this morning. I don't know about you. Even though your mother may have forgotten you, he says, I will not. I absolutely will not forget you. In her brokenness, in her inadequacy, in her fears, in her pain, in her guilt, in her shame. You know, sometimes when we become moms, we think we're such great moms and that we would never do what our mom would do. But understand this, that maybe you have a little more Jesus than your mom had. You have a little more understanding than you ha- your mom have, but without Christ, without Christ, we we could do what our moms did, and we could do worse than what our moms did. So this morning, we just give honor to God that we have Jesus Christ in our life. It's not of me that there's any good. It's only because of Jesus Christ that I am any kind of mother, right? 
And so we give glory. Come on, ladies. Let's give glory to God. As, as we're being honored, let's honor the one that's, that's helping us to be what we need to be. He says again, though she may forget, I will not forget you. There was an article on the Internet about um, this, this soldier, and it shows this soldier holding this little baby boy. And um, it, the buildings and stuff had fell down in China. They had a, a big thing in China, you know, tragedy. The buildings had fell. And the man's holding this, holding this little beautiful baby. And uh, when they t- talk to him, the baby is, the article goes on to say that the baby was found underneath um, his mother. And uh, the mother was over top of the baby. And when they found the baby, inside of the, uh, the mother died saving the baby. But inside of the uh, blanket, the baby's blanket, there was a cell phone. And on the cell phone, it, it was said, if you, telling the baby, if you survive, Please know that I love you. A mother's love. A mother's love to get that message to her child. And I thought about God. And inside of all of our hearts, he is trying to put Christ there so that we would know that same message. He is saying, please, 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 my children, know I love you. No matter what the tragedy, no matter what it looks like, he has paid a price, gave up his life for us, and put Christ in our hearts so that we would know that he loves us. He wants us to know that at all times, at all places, in all situations, I love you. I love you. I love you. That blessed me because the analogy that he uses it to, for Israel to be comforted is that of a mother. And he's saying that the love of a mother is, is so amazing. But he says, even though the love of the mother is so amazing, I love you more. Oh, come on. I love you more than the greatest mother that could ever walk this earth. I love you more. I care about you more. I'm concerned about everything about you. I love you more. In, in it, when it says, I will not forget you, in, in other translations of the, of the word, it says, I will never forget you. And never in the Greek means not at all. I will not at all forget you. It means by no means will I forget you. By no means will I forget you. It's let us know, and it says in no case, no circumstance, Don't that make you just happy? That makes me happy this morning. In no case will I forget you because we are in a covenant relationship with a covenant-keeping God. He's a God that cannot lie. And he said, I will not forget you. God's love and compassion exceeds those of the greatest parents on earth. He is greater than any parent, and his love and compassion exceeds that. In Psalms 27 and 10, it says, though my father and my mother forsake me. It just didn't say father or mother. It says, though my father and my mother forsake me. That's a desperate situation. No father, no mother. Though they forsake me, he says, the Lord will receive me. So it says, though my father and my mother forsake me, though they give up on me, though they don't have any hope in me, the Lord will receive me. The Lord cares about me, no matter what my earthly lot is. Unforgettable. That's what we are. Have you guys ever heard that song? Unforgettable. That that song goes through my mind. We are unforgettable. We are unforgettable to God. He cannot forget us. He says, though your mother may, though your father may, I will not forget you. I love when the children used to sing, and I was so glad in their hearts, that song, He Knows My Name. He knows my every thought. Come on. He sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. I have a what? I have a what? I have a father. And God wants that assurance to be in our hearts today. I have a father. 
He knows my name, okay? He sees every single tear that falls. Come on. This morning, I, I, I appreciate everyone that's in my life, in the natural, but I'm just so glad I have Jesus. I'm so glad I have him. Unforgettable, that's who we are. It goes on in that scripture to say, see, this is what I want to tell you. I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. Now, I want you guys to get something because a lot, many times we say he knows my name. Okay? But God gave me something more powerful than him just knowing my name. We say, it doesn't say, see, I have engraved your name. It doesn't say that. It says, see, I have engraved you, you on the palm of my hand. My name is limited. You see what I'm saying? But he says, I have engraved you. And a lot of times we have said that, you know, he knows my name, but he knows more than your name. I have engraved you. God wants us to see the fullness of that. I have engraved you, the person, the image, the case, your circumstances, your sins, your temptations, your weaknesses, your wants, your works. I'm engraving everything about you, everything about you, your concerns. I put everything about you all together, all together, not just your name. I've engraved you in the palm of my hand. That encouraged me so much last night as I was reading it, and I went back to that because I've said, my name is written in the palm of his hand. Wonderful thing. But it's greater that I'm, the wholeness of me, is in the palm of his hand, the wholeness of me. He doesn't just know my name. He knows my hurts. He knows my fears. He knows, like I said, my strengths and my He knows everything about me. The wholeness of me is in his hand. It's in the palm of his hand. And then, as I was reading, it was, it was telling uh, in Israel when they, many times when they got, went into captivity, what they would do is, and, the, and their temple and their place seemed very far from them in those times, they would engrave the walls of, their, of the, of the uh, temple and the, and the city in their hand. They would engrave that in their hand. Um, it was funny because a lot of people have said, oh, so that's, that, that's why we can have a tattoo, okay? Uh, I'm not here to even preach neither or, but... What he was trying to do was to say, when something is engraved, if I took a pencil, you know, like some kids have, they want a tattoo, so they get those little ink things, and they, you know, you press it on, and there's a little picture, but when you, when you go to the bathroom and wash your hands, that tattoo's gone, right? When something's engraving, though, it, it, you can wash your hands, it's engraving, it is there, and that's what God wanted us to get that analogy, that picture. You are engraving in my hand. No, I, no one can wash you away from I see you at all times. I see you. When I open my hand, I see you. Another, another thought about being engraving in the hand was his hand has the mark of, of the nails forever. Forever, he looks and knows, I died for you because I love you just that much. I have engraven you, and the fullness of you is in the palm of his hand. It's let us know that he has all our situations in his hand. We sing a song, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world. But the enemy tries to make us think, He's forgotten us. He's God, and he's got the whole world in his hand. The palm of the hand is a protected place. But the hand can also 
the palm, when you put it together, it can turn into a fist. It can turn into might. God says, my palm is open over you and is strong over you all at the same time. Our our circumstances are in his hands. Our times are in his hands. Nothing goes beyond God that he doesn't see. I caught it by surprise. Moms, he knew who we were when we became a mom. He knew what we, the tools that we received before we was a mom. He knew our weaknesses. He knew all those things. He knew everything about us. And yet he's saying this morning, you are absolutely loved. He said, you are absolutely loved. And I will not, because I know all about you. See, that's the thing. If someone didn't know, if I know that my child has an area of weakness, I know it, then I'm going to look for that. I'm going to know it, and I'm going to protect it. I'm going to help that child. So God says, if he knew already our areas of weaknesses, don't you know that he's right there to help us in those areas of weaknesses? He says, I will never leave you and forsake you because I know you. I know you. I know the frailty. Uh, the Bible says that he knows the frailties of our flesh. I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll be right there. I will cover you. I said, I will cover you. Ladies, we are covered. I know a lot of times people point out our faults. I know a lot of times people say what we are or aren't. They just got to give that to them. They need still some growing. But God knows what we are. And he says, I stand right by you, and I'm cheering you on, and I'm helping you on this morning. I will not leave you. I will not get embarrassed. You know, I was thinking about my poor grandbabies when I fell out the other day, and they're all this tea. And, and my, my, my uh, darling Ariana, she just comes up there with the most precious, reassuring grandma, you know, smile that just got me up. But sometimes children can be embarrassed of, of their parents. We don't talk like y'all talk. We don't say words like y'all say. Or we're not educated as you are. Sometimes, but God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I absolutely love you. And I am, I'm just encouraged this morning. In John 10, 27 and 30, it says, The sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice. And I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all else, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. God has let us know that no one can snatch us out. We are protected in his hand. No matter what's going on, no one can snatch us out of the Father's hand. He's trying to eradicate some fear this morning. The fear is that we're not going to be, we're not going to become, we're not everything. We're not like her, we're not like them. You know, all that comparison, God said, you are mine. And no one can snatch you out of my hand. He said, your walls are ever before me. So in in, um, Israel, what he said they would go into captivity, their walls would be torn down, and they would be thinking to themselves, God, you know, even if they made mistakes, because a lot of times they were in captivity by their own choices. But even though they made those choices, God said, your walls are ever before me. Don't you think for one minute that I don't see you. Don't you think for one minute I don't know what you're going through. Don't you think that that for one minute I don't know this is a hard time. This is a time of loss. Don't you think for one minute, because your walls are ever before me. And he's saying that to us this morning. Don't you think for one minute, because sometimes we're looking at our circumstances so hard that we forget to look at God. And our circumstances loom before us like something so big, something that, that, that is so powerful that it's going to take us under. But God has said, no, I know right where you're at today. I know your every thought. I know what you're going through. Your walls are ever before me. I love that. There's no place that you go, what what he says, if you make your bed in hell, I am there. Your walls are ever before me. That's what he's saying this morning. Don't be in despair. Don't be in fear. You are ever before God. God knows what you're going through. He knows your weaknesses. Sometimes we're like, does anybody see me? Does anybody know me? 
Does anybody know what I'm going through? And God said this morning, mamas, daddies, I know. I see. There's not one thing that gets past him about us this morning. He knows our weaknesses, those things that we don't want anyone else to know. He knows the cracks. See, we're trying to show the wall as a good wall. But God said, I know the cracks. I know the chinks. I know those places where graffiti is written all over you. I know. But I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Because I love you. Your walls are ever before me. God is our watchman. God is our watchman. God is our watchman. Everybody needs to say this. God is my watchman. Sometimes we're wanting somebody else to watch us, take care of us, do things for us. But God is our watchman. He sees, he knows, and he will bring something. When I was in the, when I was in the um, hospital, that came and told me something about my foot. So I, it was more so, I think, to encourage me to stay in the, stay in the hospital. Well, the man, I think, I didn't think he had very much tact because my, instantly my spirit got a little bit fearful, a little more than fearful. And so um, he was saying, you know, that my toe absolutely did not, my foot absolutely did not look good, and that, that, he, that the infection was to the bone and that I could get my toe cut off or be amputated. I was like, oh, my God. So I began to cry. I was crying. I was, uh, I'm just going to tell you, crying, and my husband's, you know, praying, and, and I was like, oh, God, And why I'm bringing this up is that he is our watchman. So while I'm crying and I'm crying out to God, I hear this sweetest sound. I hear this little voice go, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God. Do you guys know how that hit my spirit? I stand upon The word of God. And God, my watchman, knew that I was going to be in that um, where I I had to lay, brought in a little child that was sick next to me, and and the singing, just singing, kept singing. I stand upon the word, and I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, I stand upon the word of God. This is not, you know, there are those times that our watchman knows, you know that word, but a report has come to, 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 to take your mind, but I'm about to bring your mind back. When this little child, and I, I just couldn't help but get up out that bed, and I went over, I said, thank you so much, baby. Thank you for singing that. Thank you for, for bringing that back into my mindset. I stand upon the word of God, because from that moment on, I just stand upon the word of God, because every report was something that I did not want to hear. But then God showed me, stand upon the word of God, because man is going to say a lot of things. But the next report that I heard from the foot doctor, the specialist, was, I don't think that's the infections to the bone. And, I, and all the things he said I was going to be six weeks, well, how much, six weeks antibiotics going back and forth, taking IV home. I said, no. I don't think that. He said, it does not look like that. It looks better than that. See, sometimes the enemy, he wants to give us this report. And and if we are not careful, that report can seem like, ah! But God wants us to know, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And this morning as I was standing in the room and I, I was thinking to myself, I said, Lord, I said, you promised that you would never leave me and forsake me, and you did it. I said, but God, you know what I want to be? I want to be that if they had to amputate my foot, I could still say, thank you, Jesus. 
I want to be that it doesn't rattle me, that I know that if they had to amputate my foot, it had, it had to have gone through you before they could even do. See, everything in our life is Father filtered. And so it had to have gone to you, through you. You said everything works together for our good. I want, see, and we say that until in those moments, in those moments, not this, not this, please not this, but I want to get to the place that whatever is happening in my life, there's a blessed assurance. You haven't left me. You haven't left me if, if I only have one foot. You haven't left me. Uh, we was looking at the, it's funny because then we come home and we're looking at uh, this dancer, and the dancer is dancing with no arm, oh, no hand. It was, was it a hand? It was an arm. No arm or no leg. And he's dancing and he's happy. And, and that's what God wants us to know. I'll never leave you no matter what's your case, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you have, no matter what you, your circumstances do not define. See, it's, we're defining God by our circumstances. But God said, I will never leave. And sometimes your circumstances doesn't mean that everything's going to go good. It doesn't mean that, that, you know, God is here because the sun is out. But God is gone because it rained. No, God said, I'm here in the sun. I'm here in the rain. I'm here in the peace. I'm here in the tornado. I'm here. Don't be like the disciples when, when they were on the ship and they're being tossed in the storm. Jesus was right on board. He was right there. And they said, carest thou not that we perish? How can you fall asleep? And Jesus was like, sleep all well. I'll wake. I'm on board. And everything's all right. And he wants us to know that, that in all our situations, he is there. We are engraved in the palm of his hand. He knows what we're going through every single day, every single step of, of, of our walk. He said, your walls are ever before me. And it may appear that he has forgotten you, but it's only an appearance. It's only an appearance. It's only an appearance. Truth is, God never forgets or forsakes his promises. He is a promise keeper, and he is trying to train his dear children to look to him beyond appearances. Because we can always say, I'll say, God, I'll trust you. I'll trust you till I die, until something appears crazy. And God is he's helping us in all of our situ situations to look to him beyond appearance. He is ever mindful of us. He's ever concerned about us. He's ever compassionate over us because we are treasured by God. In Matthew 10, 29, it says, Are not two little sparrows sold for a penny? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground without your father's leave or consent. I like that because that's the same thing he said over us. Nothing can touch us without God's leave or consent. Without his consent, it can't even touch us. So if it's touched us, God is letting us know, you can do this thing. You can go through this thing. I've allowed this because you can handle it. He said not one bird falls out of that sky without God's consent. No bird. When we looked down there uh, a couple of months ago, we saw the little bird that it fell. It says without God's consent. Do you understand that? That nothing happens without God's consent. It says no bird. No bird, you guys. And aren't you more? It says, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. That's how much he, he's concerned and knows us. The very head, hair on our head is all numbered. He says, fear not then. Fear not then. Turn around to somebody and say, fear not then. Oh, come on. Make me believe it. Fear not then, Kalab. Fear not. Okay? Fear not. That's what he says. Because you know why, Kalab? Because you are more valued than a sparrow. And God says, if I'll take care of the sparrow, I will sure enough take care of you. There are some crazy things going on in our lives. The enemy is attacking in many ways. But this morning, God wants you to know, fear not. Fear not. You are more valued than a sparrow. I will take care of you. In Hebrews 13 and 5, sometimes God said this morning, we're worried about money, we're worried about finances, we're worried about things that God does not even want us to worry about. And he said, let your, in the Amplified in 13 and 5 of Hebrews, it says, let your character, 
character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, adverence, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present. Can we hear this? And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have right now, today, at this moment. Right now, today, at this moment, God said, be satisfied. Right now, today, at this moment, be satisfied. We're so busy thinking that what we don't have, we're not, we're not being grateful for what we do. And God says, right now, at this moment, be satisfied. Be satisfied in what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give up on you, nor leave you without support. Oh, Come on, somebody needs to hear that this morning. God said, I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to fail you. I know how it looks. I know how the mountain looks so big. I know how you're wondering how you're going to come out of this. But I'm telling you that God is saying this morning, I will not fail you. And he says, I will not leave you without support. Sometimes that seems like, oh, my God, I am without support. But God said, you know what, most of the time when we say we're without support, we're not without support. It's almost like uh, when somebody says, do you have any money? And you say, no. But you have a couple hundred in the bank. You just mean you're not going to touch it. Right? God said, that's how we do his. We say, I'm without support. I have no support. There's nothing going on. We are not, none of us have, have, have gotten to the dead end of nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Me, me and Pastor have been to a place of, of selling blood, getting blood, but we've never been to a place. In, but in getting the blood, we were trying to get some diapers. We were young, but there was still a roof over our head. See what I'm saying? There's, none of us has gotten to the place that there is a nothing. And, and we're afraid. What happens is we're afraid to go to a nothing. We're afraid to go to a nothing, but to, God said, To go to a nothing is when we're going to really know God. We're afraid to go to a nothing, so when we get down to almost a nothing, if God doesn't hurry up and do something, we make ways for ourselves. But we're saying, I'm doing this because I'm without, I'm without, and God said, no, you still have me. Unless you don't have me, you know, as long as you have me, you have everything. You have everything you need. And sometimes we're equating our nothing or our lack of we're not equating it as that God is trying to build us. We're not equating that God is trying to do something in us. That at any moment, because God at any moment can give you anything that you need. At any moment, he can. But if you're going through something, sometimes we, we move really fast. Because we don't see what God is doing. But God is saying, either you believe this or you don't. He said, I will not fail you. And he says, and I will not leave you without support. And I love how he says, I will not. I will not. I will not. He's trying to get that into our spirit. In any degree, leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. His hold is on us. His hand is on us. If we're in the palm of his hand. He's going to take care of us. Relatives may forget. Friends may forget. Husband may forget. The saints of God may forget. Your employee may forget. Your children may forget. But our God never will forget. I like this saying I says, God's love does not fail in the furnace. But it's as hot as the furnace and hotter still. God's love does not fail in the furnace. It's hot in the furnace and hotter than the furnace. We're not for a moment forgotten. But we are loved faithfully and we are loved forever by our great God. It is usually in the furnace, in the furnace of heat, that we begin to think God has forsaken us. But just like the three Hebrew boys, If we go in with faith, we can look and see that we're not in that fire by ourselves. And that when God gets ready, don't you take yourself out of a fire. 
uh, Holy Spirit said that to me this morning. Don't take yourself out of a fire that God has put you in because you just got to go back to the fire. Sometimes we're going round and round like the, like, like the Israelites. Round and round and round because we take ourselves out for fire. The fire was meant to kill, to kill everything in us that would stop us from being what God has called us to be. And God said, don't pull yourself out the fire. Let him bring you out the fire. But you're going to have to go through that fire. You're going to have to stand there in the fire. And it's him, that's got, him that tells you when to get out. Because when we get out ourselves, I don't know how many things that I've had to go back and go back. Because scared of that, what's going to happen to this point? And had to go back till I could go all the way. Our trust has to be in the Lord. I have this illustration about a God that would stoop down this morning, ladies, and for our men. He's a God that stoops down and he loves us so much that no matter what it is about us that anyone else sees or discounts, God never discounts us. But this is a beautiful story. It says, it's talking about this guy, and it says, Bill is wild-haired. His wardrobe for college is jeans and a T-shirt with holes in it. He recently became a believer while attending a campus Bible study. Across from the campus is a well-dressed, very conservative church. One Sunday, Bill decides to go there. He walks in late, and he walks in shoeless. The sanctuary is packed. Bill heads down the aisle looking for a seat. Having nearly reached the pulpit, he realizes there are no empty seats. So he just sits down on the carpet right in front of the pulpit. The whole congregation begins to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Then from the back of the church, a gray-haired elder in a three-piece suit starts walking toward Bill with a cane. The worshipers don't expect a man in his 80s to understand some college kid shoeless on the floor. With all eyes focused on the developing drama, the minister waits to begin his sermon until the elder does what he has to do. The elderly man drops his cane on the floor, and with great difficulty, he lowers himself to sit next to Bill. What I'm about to preach, the minister begins, you'll never remember. What you've just seen, you'll never forget. What I know in my life, mother, is that there's been sometimes I look shoeless, sometimes been weak, but Jesus Christ didn't snub up his nose at me. But he stooped down to be with me so that he could help me up. And this morning, ladies, in your most weakest area where you're looking at yourself, where you feel like you're not so strong or not so smart or whatever you think you're the not so, Jesus Christ is stooping down. And everybody might be looking at you and everybody might say something to you about what you're not. But I'm going to tell you somebody who's going to tell you what you are. He stoops down this morning, ladies, to tell us that we are his. That we are his. We belong to King Jesus. He has created us, and he knows everything about us. And he stoops down where we are weak. And he's not the man that stands up and hits us over our head. But he stoops down, and where we are weak, he lifts us up. This morning, you know, I was thinking about Peter, and I was thinking about how God bid him come. And although many people see Peter as how he doubted and went gulp, gulp, gulp down, I see this, that at least Peter walked. If he took one step, he took more than those that were on the boat. He got to know that his feet could stand on water. But what I really love about it is that when he went gulp, gulp, 
there was a hand. There was no laughing. There was no, there was no accusing. Well, if you didn't have faith, why'd you even do it? There was a hand that lifted him up and helped him. To, helped him. Guess what? He walked back. He walked back to the boat with Jesus. Do you understand that? I mean, he didn't fly back. <laughs> he walked back to the boat with Jesus. So even as Jesus lifts, even when we have to be lifted, ladies, don't be embarrassed, moms. Even when we have to be lifted, even in our weak areas when we have to be lifted, as long as we're lifted by Jesus, the lifting even is strength. The lifting is even a deeper knowing of God, a deeper grace in God. The lifting helps us to do those things that we didn't think that we can do. So this morning I'm telling you, God said, that scripture that said, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I'll never forget. I will not forget you. My memory is not based on how good you are a cook. My memory is not based on how good you are as a wife. My memory is not based on how well you wash and iron the clothes. Those things may be defined by man, but God's definition of us, loving us, is you're my daughter. You're my da- I just love you. You're my daughter. And I, I, before you even did anything, I did something for you. I didn't wait for you to iron the clothes to bring, me, bring you flowers. You guys understand what I'm saying? I, men, I didn't wait for you to do something, fix the car before I made you a good meal. You know how we do those things? This is because I've given you this because you did this. God said, no, while you were yet a sinner, while you were yet undone, while you were yet imperfect, while you were not even giving me a glance, not giving me a care, he said, I died for you because I wanted you to know that I love you, absolutely love you, not because of anything that you've done, because I am God and you are mine and I love you. And let's stand up this morning, amen. And let's receive that in Jesus' name. Yes, I am through. Everybody's kind of hesitating. <laughs> I am through because there's nothing more to say. I won't forget you. I won't forget you. Tomorrow, something may happen on your job. Today, something may happen in your home that may feel very disappointing. But I wanted you to tell that disappointment when it comes. God has not forgotten me. God has not forsaken me. When the disappointment comes, I want you to say, God has not forsaken me. God has not forgotten me. Maybe the kids didn't call you today. Maybe they didn't make you a card. Maybe the husband. I mean, we have all these expectations on man. God wants you to get it in your bosom. God has not forgotten. And he will never leave you. He will never leave you. I think that should put a smile on our face. He will never leave us, Kim. Cowie, he'll never leave us. There's been times my husband wanted to help me but could not help me. There was no words at that moment to help me. Have you ever felt like that, Anita? Moses, have you ever felt like at a loss, like, what can I say? Like, what can I say? Have you ever felt like that, Elder Carl? Like, to how to help someone? What? But see, God doesn't want all that pressure on us because then it becomes so much pressure that we feel there again the enemy attacks us and then he goes, See, you didn't even know how to help that person. But God wasn't the, no, point them to God. The best thing we can do is point people to God. God said, I, 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 the power to encourage, the power to lift up, the power to make things better, it comes from God. And if we would learn to point people to God. He said that, Christian, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I don't care how it looks. I don't care what you're going through. Grab hold of that today. God's right there with you. He's walking with you. Chrissy, right there with you. Walking with us. 
I'll be a mother to the motherless. I'll be a father to the fatherless. I'll be a husband to the husbandless. I'll be whatever you need. I'll be this morning. I will not leave you. I will not. 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 I just, I don't know if there's any believers up in here because we're really quiet. But I will not. 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 That's what God wants to get in our spirit this morning. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I don't care if all you got is tuna. I don't care if you got an eviction notice on your door. I will not. I will not. I don't care if the, if, if the man says you're laid off. I will not. Do you know what all God is really asking for you guys? He told me this morning. He's asking so for somebody to be a conduit of his glory. Of his glory. He wants somebody to go all the way so, so man can't say nothing but
But God knows it. And, and you say, well, then if he knows it, why is he doing it? He's doing it to prove who he is. He is God, and he doesn't need your help. He can do things that, that you, you think is money that you need. God says it's more faith that you need. And that's what he's doing. We're thinking all natural. God's doing something great spiritually. Lord, I thank you for every mother in this place today. I thank you for every mother that has endured. Lord, I pray over mothers who, whose hearts are, are trying so hard to be that mother, God. And, and Lord, even they have criticized themselves. Today, God, I pray that they would receive and embrace your love. God, they would embrace the fact that you said, I have not forgotten you, and I will not forsake you. I'm right here by your side. Father, help our, our thoughts, our mindset to go away from what the enemy tries to make us think that when we're going through things that you're trying to punish us for something that we've done or something that we have not done. Father, help our mindsets to know that you are the greatest teacher of all. You are not punishing us, but you are teaching us. Help us not to forsake the lesson because it gets too hot in the furnace. But remind us, God, that you're in the furnace with us. And that when you get through with us, God, we're coming out pure gold, pure gold, pure gold. And you know just how much heat that takes for each one of us to be that pure gold. Well, Father, bless the remaining of this day. Father, I pray for those that have been disappointed today and, and maybe didn't feel that they were honored by their children. God, I say it on your behalf. Happy Mother's Day, daughter. Happy Mother's Day, daughter. And I love you with an everlasting love. It's constant and it's sure. And you can depend on me. I say that for God in Jesus' name. You can depend on God. This morning, as, as if there's anyone that wants prayer, as I open up the invitation, if you need just prayer as a mother or can come up and we will have those that will pray over you. But if you uh, are just here this morning and you don't, haven't given your life to Jesus, Jesus is the best thing that can ever happen in your life. And so this morning, if you haven't given your heart to God, I give an invitation for you to come give your heart to God. And if you don't have a church where you're planted, we open the doors of Living Faith Christian Center. And we welcome you in to come and grow with us to know God better every day. Amen, amen, amen. Just a moment. Thank you, God.